everyone, and welcome back to Death Holler. I am your host, the Reverend Dr. Death, and joining me, as always, is the one person you do not want to offer your heart to, La Urena. How many hearts have you torn out lately, Urena? Well, currently, my hubby has actually willingly given me his heart, you know, so I've had that for a while, and I've been pretty content because then he gave me his body, uh, but I want his soul, and he's not giving that up. So I'm working on that. But for any willing victims out there, you can't be first, but you can be next. <laughs> oh, it's that time of year again, everybody. <laughs> uh, chocolate roses and a few dead bodies. Yes, Valentine's Day, the day that the candy companies co-opted to sell more of the product. But the origins of this yearly holiday are much bloodier, involving the beheading of not one, but three different Christian saints. Wonderful. <laughs> Yeah, taking that grisly premise as a starting point and wanting to capitalize on the success of Halloween, it's no wonder that a few of the enterprising screenwriters out there would create Valentine's Day slashers. Join us as we discuss the 2001 post-scream slasher Valentine, as well as the 1981 original and 2009 remake of My Bloody Valentine. If you're enjoying the podcast, we would appreciate it if you would take the time to like, comment, and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you prefer. It helps us get more visibility on podcast listings and helps us grow. Also, consider following us on social media. You can find us at, on TikTok and Twitter under Death Holler Pod, and we can be found on Instagram and Facebook under the Death Holler Podcast. We appreciate everyone who listens and hope you enjoy the show. First up, Valentine from 2001. Tagline. Remember that kid everyone ignored on Valentine's Day? He remembers you. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> uh, directed by Jamie Blanks, who also did uh, Urban Legend, which we will be covering at some point this season. Written by Tom Savage, who did the novel, which, uh, funny enough, uh, the, when Jamie Blanks co-opted this, uh, he saw the name for the... the he, don't, he didn't even know what the book was about. He saw the name of the book, said, I want to make a movie with that title, and he and he totally ignored everything else about the novel. Like So that novel, it's not like the movie. Don't, oh. don't go in thinking that. Okay. Um, and Donna Power... And, and, and this is kind of a, a red flag to me. Donna Powers, Wayne Powers, Gretchen J. Berg, and Aaron Harberts all did the screenplay. When you oh. get more than one or two people doing the screenplay... You have some issues, folks. I'm going to um, go with Donna Powers and Wayne Powers was the original intent, but those two were starting to have brotherly, sisterly disputes or marital disputes, whichever, however they're related, if they are, uh, and they had to fucking bounce. Yeah, and they and and then sometimes they just bring people in to punch up the script. I mean, we've seen it with other movies where, like, I mean, they'll, they'll like maybe add, like they did with the original Friday the Thirteenth. They brought in that one guy from the studio to kind of just like you know add a few more things here and there to uh, to Vic Miller's like script. But I mean, I don't I don't know. Sometimes you get movies that've been worked on so much and passed around that they don't even really resemble what the original intent was. So yeah. Uh, music's by Don Davis, uh, made for a budget of 10 million. Uh, now this was misreported in a lot of stuff. I originally, I saw 29 million everywhere. And, uh, they said that that was, uh, something that was uh, put out there a long time ago. That was false that it's actually 10 million was the budget on this movie. Oh, okay. And, um, the box office, uh, ended up being 36.7 million. Okay, so, so they did it, it turned a profit. It yeah. wasn't the greatest, but it turned one. Huh. 
uh, principal players. We have Marley Shelton playing Kate Davies, who is our final girl in this film. Uh, and she is a modern screen queen. Yes. She was in Planet Terror. I love uh, those. Also in, yep. She was the nurse in that one that, that throws the syringes at people. <laughs> Very cool character. <laughs> Do you remember the character I'm talking about? Kind of. I know she was in those. I don't. I have to remember her in Planet Terror because that's the one I remember the most. Um, her God. husband was uh, Thanos, uh, you know, uh, yes. Josh Brolin, and he's and he's the doctor that's like a you know a complete scumbag. He abuses her or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And she's like kind of his anesthesiologist. Like whenever he needs, like you know, she's got like this like belt of like these syringes, and one's like she goes through it, like you know, one's to knock you out, one's to make you feel good. Blah, blah, blah. And she uses it throughout the movie to escape, like, different situations. Yeah, no, I I still love those so much. Oh, they're definitely uh, going to be included in upcoming seasons. It and Death Proof. Death Proof's human horror, but she was also in that section of the movie, too. Uh, she was in 1923, which I believe is the Stephen King series that's on, like, Netflix. Hmm. Um, Scream 2022, the one that just came out, she's the cop in that movie, like the female oh, cop. Yeah. One of the characters is her son. Oh, shit. Um, so she's going to be discussed in our very next, uh, uh, not the next episode that you'll be hearing, but the, the Scream episodes when we cover that next. Yeah. Um, cause she's also in Scream 4. She's a deputy in that movie. Yeah. Um, uh, she was in Sin City, just had a small part and, there's actually a connection uh, here between this movie and the My Bloody Valentine remake when it comes to some of these actors being some of the same movies, which is kind of funny. They were all like in the same movies together or, or TV shows or whatever together. With um, My wife used to love this movie, Sugar and Spice. That's about the cheerleaders that have to that go on like a crime spree to, because the uh, Marley is like she's pregnant and like she's uh, a single mom or going to be a single mom. And so they're trying to like steal money so that she can go to college or something like that. I believe it was, they all had these like uh, almost like it's funny because they almost had like a cherub like mask on that they wore while they were robbing everybody. I think I remember that. I think I watched that a few times. Yeah. It, it was pretty f famous at the time. There was a lot of those cheer yes. movies that came out. You I know. do remember this. Oh my God. How fucking, Oh my God. That's <laughs> insane. I can't believe I watched this shit. And she is one of the most famous characters in the Sandlot, uh, because she is the, the lifeguard or, you know, uh, uh, she, uh, the Winnie Peppercorn that uh, the one little character that wears the glasses in the movie fakes drowning just so he can like make out with her at one point in the movie. Oh my God. If, if you remember that scene. No, I didn't watch the sound lot. Oh my God. Uh, go watch that sometime. Noah. I mean, you, you need the, the Sandlot is one of the best, uh, you know, one of those in the vein of uh, like the, the mighty ducks and all that, like kids, you know, sports movies. It's one of the best ones that came out. You know, what's so funny about that is that I have had multiple opportunities to watch the Sandlot because I'm so active in my child's baseball, you know, life. That we hold, host movie nights for everyone to come, and that's the movie that we mostly play. And still, no, have not watched it. You, it is one of the best ones. I mean, it's got a lot of. I mean, it's got James Earl Jones as one of the characters in it, and he's great it's as got, the character yeah, he plays. It's even got a certified good boy in it, so you know. 
Yep. Yep. The, the big, I think it's a St. Bernard. Yes. Like it's got like the Cujo, Cujo. effect to it, but, <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, so anyways, uh, Marley Shelton has definitely, I mean, she's, I mean, start, I mean, she's been in a lot of recent, uh, uh, slasher films, if nothing else, or horror films. So, I mean, she's bonafide, you know, scream queen. And I saw like the special features for this movie, uh, on the, the scream factory disc. And she actually enjoys being a modern scream queen. Like she's not one of those, like Jamie Lee Curtis, like, I, I don't know what a, a scary movie is. I was never in a scary, you know, like a horror movie. It's yeah. Like, Shut up. Shut up. Like, don't, I mean, like she fully embraces <laughs> it. She says that, you know, um, she, one of the things she actually studied, uh, like psychology in college and like she, and she loves horror movies for the psychology that that's wow. involved in them and all that stuff. Okay. Question. Do you think as meta as Scream is the entire franchise from beginning to now, do you think that that is now, if you have even a cameo in that film, you have made it as a Scream queen? it depends on what character you've done, but I, I feel like you're right in that sense because Emma Roberts was in part four and like, she's a modern screen yeah. queen, but I mean, cause she went from that to doing all the stuff for, uh, uh Ryan Murphy, you, yeah. know, uh, you know, American horror story and all that stuff. So she went along that route too. Yeah. I think that that's a, like, you know, obviously and, and of course, you could be a screen queen. Newest scream queen. Oh and, yes. you know, uh, the uh, uh, Jenna Ortega, yes. she's in now, you know. Yeah, you can be a scream or scream queen without having been in scream, but I think that you've really secured yourself if you make it into a actual scream film. Yeah, I feel like it's a launching board into that that career if that's mm-hmm. what you. And it's not a bad career to get into. I mean, it it used to be like I mean, like we went over it with the Friday the Thirteenth movies. They all regretted it later, but all those women that were like the scream queens in those, and they had chances at recurring roles, they they all turned them down or for whatever reason because they didn't want to be typecast. But then they regretted it later because the truth of it is, is like you if horror fans love you you got a job for life if yes. you you know if you go into another career you might make it in like you know the soap opera type you know or the romantic comedies or whatever but there's a definite time for that and then once you age out of it you don't the only thing you have left sadly is to be in a, a hallmark movie i mean that's, <laughs> that's what it amounts to oh why you have to be dirty like that maybe like what? shutter will have its own like version of Hallmark films, it'll just be sappy. Like, but I'm an actress, you know, and and they're just well, trying to make it back in the world of acting, and they just die horribly. I, I make that joke, but the truth of it is that even like Bruce Campbell's in Hallmark now. So yeah. like, even if you're on the horror side, you still might go into the Hallmark movies. Oh, Hallmark knows how to do it, man. <laughs> Uh, um, we have David Boreanaz, uh, playing the slasher in this movie. And, um, of course he's been in, uh, several things. He was, uh, I mean, most commonly known, he was the character of angel, uh, you know, and that show, uh, started out in Buffy as that character. That's what everybody, you know, of a certain age knows him as, um, he, he had a pretty famous show on that, the bones. Uh, yeah. and then he's, and he's currently, I mean, he's a consistent worker. Like he gets in the TV shows and he stays with them. Uh, he's now on like a show called seal team and, and he's a, a regular in that. Damn. And you know, girls, 
around the world, teenage girls had no goddamn business obsessing over this adult man in these films for the creepy character that he played. What the fuck was wrong with us? Me. I'm people. I'm girls. (laughs) (laughs) My wife always likes to argue that... um... James Marsters as uh, or Masters, however his last name is, yeah. is uh, Spike was the the her preference as a vampire. But yeah, it's <laughs> well, he definitely had the appeal. I am not going to dispute that at all. But David Boreanaz was just in a lot more things. Uh, he was more out there. I really did like what they did with Buffy's character, where they finally fucking had sex and like he turns into a bad person that's why he didn't oh, yeah. want to have loses his soul the one time that he has sex with buffy it's, it's like they can't be together because of it and she got she got his soul how wow okay i didn't know that i mean like i've, I've tried that trick and i i still don't have my husband's soul I just, how did she do it is she have a soul-sucking vagina uh, apparently she does. I mean, ask Freddie Prince Jr. He looks like he's uh, oh. had his soul sucked out in the last few years. Oh, that's wrong. <laughs> Can't be a pretty boy forever, okay? Yeah, you can. Uh, Look no, at David Boreanaz. I, 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 love, I love Sarah Michelle Geller, even if she has been saying stupid stuff recently about, like, uh, uh, I can't even remember what it was. It's, it's something political. She was oh, saying no. something about roles of women and, like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it, it was totally tone deaf. It had nothing. I think it might have been. It might even have been the, like J.K. Rowling inspired or something. But anyway, she's she's had a bad take here recently on uh, something politically, and I'm just like, Ugh. well, it can't be as just, bad as just go back and act. Yeah, I, it still can't be as bad as saying that you were the first, you know, horror screen queen <laughs> or anything like that. You know, oh, she yeah. could have said, "I'm sorry, Jennifer Lawrence is actually the final girl in this movie, not Marley Shelton." I'm yeah. sorry, she's she's always the first. Um, yeah, so you know. Uh, but yeah, David Boreanaz to uh, you know girls who uh, you know came of age in like the late nineties, especially like he is <laughs> you know one of those. Yeah, I, mean, like... I want to say one more thing. He he's always kind of looked older, older too, in my opinion. So like I thought he was in his thirties in Buffy. He was not. Maybe he might have been because he was in his early thirties in this film. Um. And then the rest of the cast was actually not very much younger than him. Maybe, I think at the most, one was five years younger. Although Katherine Heigl was early 20. She was 10 years younger. So she yeah. was the youngest youngest, although she looked like she was close in age to the rest of the and girls. Yeah. Well, you can tell it's young Katherine Heigl, too, though, because she has her baby fat still. Oh, like, my God, I mean... does she? But she still looks good. Like, when she was sitting, wolf. when she was standing, fine. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was I was like, "Wow, she looks really plump." And then she was not by any means. Like it was just Yeah, you know. those scenes where she's like trying to do the cut or whatever on the cadaver, like she's gorgeous. Like and then yeah. you're sitting there you're like, "Okay, why why does she look so heavy in the scene where she's like sitting down and talking to Jason or whatever, you know?" It, yeah, I'm glad you said something cuz I was like, "What the fuck?" But anyways, yeah, going back, um I thought it looked kind of creepy how much older he looked than his quotation mark girlfriend in the film, which was Marley Shelton. And yeah. no, they were, they were right about the same age. She was, um, she was a few years younger. And of course he's playing uh, Adam Carr in the movie, but also he's playing Jeremy Milton or whatever the character's name is. Milton. The, the, 
uh, Melton. Yeah, because he's the slasher of the movie, um, which you find in the very last scene. I actually, I'm going to go ahead and jump and say this. I like that reveal at the end of the movie. It's like one of the best like reveals of the killer. In yeah, like some of the movies we've seen. I liked honest. both reveals. We'll get to that. <laughs> we will get to uh, that. Yeah, uh, Denise Richards, uh, who is Paige Prescott in this movie, she's kind of like the bitchy uh, hoe in the movie, yeah. but like, you know, uh, she she does stand up for herself. She's not just a complete hoe. Like, yeah. whenever, there's a couple of guys in the movie that she kind of stands her ground with, and so good on her for that. Because they're not good looking. <laughs> well, no, she was highly into the second guy. She just, Ugh. the fact that the first thing he did was just present his penis and, yeah. and, and pull, you know, like the, 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 the line from a basically uh, American pie. It's like, suck it beautiful. Like she was not all about that. So. Yeah. Uh, I want to mention him real quick. He had a face of horror. Meaning- he did. He he looked like he actually, and I think they did this deliberately. He looked like the face of what Jeremy Melton's like yeah. projected, like you know, uh, future self would look like. That dude looked like. Yeah, and character. he looked. He has an evil almost. He could play a demon with very minimal <laughs> effects. He could have played a demon on Supernatural, which we will discuss heavily in the next episode. It's folks. Tom Savini. <laughs> I uh, Tom Savini would be like a little touch here, a little touch here. You're good, man. Darken the under eyes a little bit, a little bit of a guy liner. Uh, Man, we're good. Just smile creepily. You're good. Uh, Yeah, I don't disagree. Like, I was horrified when I saw that dude's face. And I'm like, yeah, he he had a good body. Like, I mean, he was well built. But, like, you know, like his face. Like, I mean, unless Denise Richards wanted to, like, put a bag over his head. I don't know what she was going for in that one. Oh, my God. Uh, Denise Richards, um, Tammy and the T-Rex is one of her earliest movies with Paul Walker, and that movie is batshit insane. Oh, my God. Uh, Paul Walker gets, like, mauled while he's going through an animal preserve, and, like, uh, the only thing that could save is his brain, and, like, this evil scientist puts it in, like, this uh, fake Tyrannosaurus Rex body that he has, like, a, a robotic one, and, like, for the rest of the movie... Uh, he, Paul Walker is a, is a T-Rex and then Denise <laughs> Richards is in love with him and it's, it's no. weird. It's just, a, it's a weird movie. I can't. Uh, she was in wild things with, oh, uh, Ned Campbell. So there's the screen tie in with all this. Yeah. That movie, what I was saying about, uh, David Boreanaz for women in the late, late nineties, wild things is for guys. Yes. Who came to age in the late nineties. Let me tell you that movie. Mm, still still good for what it, it's got in it never um, seen the, it but i couldn't watch it because of <laughs> the stigma around it i was like this movie's not it's for got me a very hot it's got a prime of their life denise richards and nev campbell making out like very heavily <laughs> in the movie like that's all you need if you're a guy oh my god uh, and, and and nev campbell is playing both trailer trash and a goth which is uh you know, two thumbs up i mean for her <laughs> a tra- <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying folks anyways uh denise richards also in starship trooper she plays a pretty cool character in that one uh she's uh the pilot in that in that, that movie uh would not uh, trust her in a pilot seat go ahead <laughs> <laughs> And uh, she was in Scary Movie 3, uh, not one of the best ones, but not one of the worst either. I'm pretty sure, um, was she, I can't remember, was she in dating Charlie Sheen at any point? Like, I feel like she was. She was married to him, and they have 
two or uh, three kids. I thought I thought so. I thought yes. she had a connection to him. Oh yeah. Uh, um, and she was also in Loaded Weapon One, which is funny because that was with Emilio Estevez, which is Charlie oh, yes. Sheen's brother. So there you go. Oh yes. Okay. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> And it's funny because Scary Movie 3, the reason I thought about that is based upon uh, a lot of sign stuff and signs, you know, uh, and there, there's like, and I think Charlie Sheen's in it or something like he's playing like a character. Maybe I'm wrong in that. He's in one of the scary movies, I believe, like it, and later on, maybe. I don't know. Is but. he in Scary Movie? Yeah. Yeah. Scary Movie. I'm sorry. I was thinking Scream, but Tomato Potato, you know? Well, yeah, we'll get to that because <laughs> I think we have to cover Scary Movie in, in regards to right after we cover Scream. Like, that's going to be our palate cleanser. It has to be. It, maybe April Fool's? Uh, yeah, yeah. There April we go. Fool's, it has to be that. That and April Fool's Day. Those yes. Those are the two that we'll Oh, do. yeah. Oh, perfect. <laughs> uh, we have Katherine Heigl playing Shelley Fisher in this. Um, not in the movie for very long. Um, uh, of course, she was in Knocked Up. That's where she got her big career boost from that movie baby fat in uh, that movie too uh yeah yeah then i feel like she's a little bit slimmer but yeah that's yeah. Uh, along the way it's the uh, face. Grey's anatomy she played in that forever um she's in a movie called fear of rain uh, kind of a horror movie i've never heard of it so it must be one of like the clunkers uh she was in uh one that my wife likes is one for the money that's like based upon this like uh like this it's a series of novels but they all have the same like main protagonist that's kind of like this uh, uh this female like a uh, bell bondsman who like you know also like solves mysteries or something like that anyways uh katherine heigl's the main actress in that movie it i think they were hoping to make like a you know a series of films out of those to coincide with how many books there was but i don't think the first movie did well enough for them to continue yeah uh, she was in The Ringer, uh, which is a horrible movie as far as, like, the premise or whatever. Uh, that's where Johnny Knoxville joins the Special Olympics, if I remember. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, she's in uh, Evil Never Dies. Uh, she was in Roswell, the original uh, TV show. I loved that and, show. And she will be in another movie that we'll cover this season. She was in Bride of Chucky. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> Reverend, hang tight one second. My dog keeps barking and biting at the door. Let me see what's going on. Okay. Damn hellhound. He's just a sad little beast that requires attention, you know? <laughs> oh, that's how it goes whenever you got pets. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyways, back um, to the show. We have, Je- <laughs> we, have, we have Jessica Caulfield playing Lily Voigt. Um, who is into very creepy uh, art in, uh, installation guys or whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, that dude, like, I mean, he was, uh, he just made, he was cringe all the way around. Uh, Claude Dehumel, or uh, however, Dehumel, Duhumel, I don't know how to say his name. Anyway, he plays Scary, Scary Gary Taylor in oh. this movie. <laughs> Which I'm sad they didn't show his body after the murder scene. Whoops! That's one of the things I don't. I disliked about a lot of the deaths in this movie. They they mm-hmm. they were very graphic, but you never got to see the actual yeah. final results in a lot of cases. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Cosgrove is playing the con man Campbell Morris. Uh, Joanne Fernandez plays Maid Millie. Uh, Hedy Burris plays Ruthie Walker. Uh, Fulvio Cesare plays Detective Leon Vaughn, who is in the much younger women and mm-hmm. creepy in his own right. And Jessica Capshaw plays Dorothy Wheeler, uh, 
possibly the slasher? No, not really, folks. But that's that's what they throw out there toward the end of the movie, and um, which is funny because there was an interview with Jessica Caulfield on the the disc, and she kept referring to Dorothy as the killer in the movie. And I'm like, where are you getting that? Like the final scene does not show that to be the case, but whatever. Maybe um, she was. I don't know. We'll in get like into one it. Version. Maybe she was in one version of the script. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Anyways, let's uh. We'll we'll discuss that as we get into it. So, anyways, Jessica Capshaw went on to be in Grey's Anatomy along with um um. Catherine Heigl, and uh, she was in Bones with David. Oh Boreanaz. my God! So there's, a, there's actually some extended, and then she talked about that. She said that everybody in the cast ended up being like friends and and you know like worked together like you know for since the movie basically. Yeah, I I like her as actress. I think she's a very good actress. I think she plays what her face looks like very well, which is a bitch. <laughs> Um, I was getting ready to say she has RBF bad. Yeah, she has RBF real bad. And as far as I know, she's uh, she's fairly fucking nice. Like, I've never heard a bad thing about her. Uh, again, I think she's a pretty good actress. I think she sticks to what she's good at, though. Yeah, that's true. Which is insane, because in this movie, she was also kind of the fat girl. And she's not fat. She's, like, normal size. But... She's like what I would imagine I would look like in a film because I am very petite in clothing and everything. But you get me in front of a fucking camera and I do not look. <laughs> I, do, I don't look like the size that I am. So and height what? or width or weight or whatever. So well, she's she's also got the unfortunate a situation where she's put like next to these like skinny waifs or whatever in the yes. movie, like Marley Shelton, Denise Richards, like they're super skinny and like, but and even though she's like normal size for a woman, you know, like next to them, she looks like she's heavier, you know, yeah. because of it. Uh, which I think works for this film because she had to be quotation mark the heavier one. I, um, yeah, because I. I, they didn't say this. It's just my head. But, like, you know how the groups of women, I hate to say this, but there's always the one that they keep as kind of like the, the oh, yeah. you know, the one to make them look better. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I felt like in her group, she was that person. Yeah. Well, um, she says it. She actually physically says it, you know? Yeah. Oh, so-and-so was the smart one. This was the pretty one. This was the, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, she's only 5'5", five, five, uh, and I say that with sadness in my heart because I'm 5'3". But... Yeah. Five five and below, we cannot have a lot of weight on us at all. Like we can't even be, you know, once we get past ten pounds of what we should be in our weight, not only are we called or obese by our doctors, but it shows. You gain two pounds, and all of a sudden you're the Pillsbury Doughboy. You know? Yeah, it's. I've had this discussion with people before because I mean, it, it's hard for me to grasp because as somebody, you know, six foot two, uh, you can, I mean, like I look like a skeleton, you know, at about 40 pounds above what doctors say should be my ideal weight. Yeah. So, like it's one of those things that like it, it, it's, you know, you, you can carry the weight a lot easier if you're the taller you are. Yeah. I fucking hate it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, synopsis for this film. Years after a dorky kid is rejected by all the hot girls at a school dance and is accused of being a sexual deviant by the embarrassed fat girl who kissed him, a series of murders begins that takes place. And what has to be pure coincidence, each victim just happens to be part of the same group of friends and all the women who rejected said dork. Mm -hmm. 
each receives a very elaborate and cool Valentine yeah. with a rhyme about how they're going to be killed. Throats will be slit. Hot tubs are an electrifying experience and Cupid's arrows will fly. Roses are red. Violets are blue. Cupid is here and he will kill you. Nerd. <laughs> uh, body count for this movie. It's, it's one of the smallest we've had in any movie, but there's a reason for that. He's, he's targeting specific people and there's a small group of them. But anyways, nine people uh, are shown uh, murdered in this film at some point. Uh, we have Shelly Fisher to start out with, who has her throat slit in a, in a body bag. Uh, convenient. You don't have to really, I mean, just zip the bag up and you're yeah. done. I mean, so uh, Lily Voigt, who is shot three times with arrows and then falls off into a trash can, which at that point in the movie, uh, I looked at my wife and I said, he really took out the trash with that one. Oh. Uh, Scary Gary, <laughs> who is scalded and beat with an iron. <laughs> Loved it. And like we said, it would have been a lot better if we could have seen the aftermath of that. Uh, Conman Campbell, who is hacked in the back with an axe. Boring. Uh, yeah, that one's kind of lame. Uh, Millie, uh, whose body's seen dragged out of a hiding place. We don't know what happened to her necessarily, which is sad because Latino representation, where you at? I mean, you, you can kill her, but you can't show her being killed. What's up with that? I don't remember that one. Yeah, he well, what it is is because Ruthie saw her. Like Ruthie was down there in a place she shouldn't have been at in the house while she's yeah. investigating. Oh, and then oh, I see. She yeah. just sees like Ru- you know Millie being dragged out, and we don't know what happened to Millie. Okay, never well, mind. I we, did. We see do. That. She was. He pulls out a knife, but the knife is completely clean, so I don't know. Yeah, I noticed that too. <laughs> Maybe he cleaned it off after he stabbed her. I don't know. Wasn't she the maid? Uh, Ruthie herself is uh, has her head impaled on broken glass shards, which. Was that, a cool. That was cool sick. Kill. I liked that one. Yeah. Uh, Paige Prescott, uh, one of the better kills in the movie, in my opinion, uh, is trapped inside of a jacuzzi. Uh, has uh, a drill like uh, he tries to drill into her. She escapes several times. He gets uh, he does hit her once, and she starts bleeding. He gets pissed off, and he just throws the the drill into the, the you know while still plugged up into the hot tub and and fries her. Yep. Which. Funny thing about that scene is when we first saw her there by herself in that hot tub, me and my wife both looked at each other and we came up with how she was going to die. My wife said she'd be held under the water or suffocated or, you know, drowned. I said that she'd be electrocuted because it's the perfect setup and we were both kind of right. Oh, yeah. I I thought for sure she was going to get her throat slit from behind or something like that. But I'm I'm (laughs) way happier with what happened. Yeah. Uh, Detective Vaughn. Uh, has his uh is a severed head found like that uh, dude in jaws or whatever so and then dorothy wheeler is shot seven times by adam at the end of the film and that's how she goes out uh quotes for this movie uh as dorothy reads her valentine roses are red violets are blue they'll need dental records to identify you <laughs> not bad <Such> a classic <laughs> Paige Prescott sarcastically to Brian, you brought me upstairs to show me your penis. How sweet. Okay. Did you hear the meat slap when he like whipped it out though? No, I did not. I wouldn't listen that closely. Uh, Neither was I, but I heard it and I was like, that's disgusting. Well, the weird thing about the disc is whenever I was watching it is that like we watched My Bloody Valentine, you know, especially the 2009 version. And like it was, it's one of those movies that's like, you know, 
borders on being loud, you know, when you're playing it. So you, I had to turn the volume down. This one, I had to turn it all the way up, and the TV yes. still barely registered Same. what they were saying. Same. Um, I did turn it up quite high. Uh, very disappointed in hearing that. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> Although it was funny uh, in, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, Freaky Friday. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Where it's uh, that horrible sound is she's like, yeah. she's like it's like a nan eater. Um, Paige Prescott getting a lot of the best slides of the movie. Uh, Detective Vaughn, please remove your hand from my thigh. And he responds back, "Okay, where would you like me to put it?" And she's like, "How about up your ass?" She was giving him <laughs> the eyes though. She was giving hardcore come fuck me eyes. She was, but to her to. to to her defense, which is not saying it's in her defense, she was doing it deliberately to get him to help them. Like she knew what she was doing, but she was doing it like, you know, and it was kind of a bitchy thing. Like it yeah. was like, I'm going to give you come fuck me eyes. So you'll do what I want, but then I'm not going to pay this off ever. So, well, that's what she was doing the entire movie. Donna had RBF, but she had RFM face, resting fuck me face, you know, <laughs> she, she did. Even when she was looking at her friends, it yeah. was almost like she was that close to being on a lesbian scene. Like we I get feel like you. that's niece Richards though. Like at the, at that time, like, yeah, I, <laughs> Most stuff she did, she she had that look to her. Um, Adam Carr, uh, all I can think is when someone is that lonely or that angry, they can learn to hide it, but inside it never dies. It just stays there. Message, folks. Yeah. She might be telling you something in that scene. Uh, it eats away at you until one day you have to do something about it. I mean, he gave it away. <laughs> he said it right then. Uh, Shelly Fisher, after putting a pair of, uh, on, on a pair of white latex gloves, uh, and doing an autopsy, uh, she prepares, prepares to work on Chad, the dead body. Uh, okay, Chad, it's just you and me now. I promise to be gentle. Uh, oh, the st- strong, silent type. How refreshing. <laughs> that was nerdy <laughs> as fuck. And so yeah, well, weird because she just came off of a weird ass date where she told a guy he needs mental help, which he does. Jason yeah. definitely needs yes. mental help. Um, but she, you have to be a certain mental person to work at a morgue at night. And these are from people who have said that, who work at morgues at night. Yeah. And it's funny too, because in the goof section, if you go to IMDB, it lists the fact that the, she starts rattling off like what kind of uh, cut she's going to make. Yeah. And that's not the cut that she's making in the movie. Oh, I don't know that. <laughs> I am concerned as to why you know that. No, that's what they said in the goose section. They said that like she, t- the what she specifically calls out is not the specific cut that she goes to do. Oh. Um, because she says it's something like, uh, she gives some name to it and they yeah. said it's more of like a trans abdominal something or other. And like, it's completely the opposite of what she said. She's but a student. She said she's not a doctor yet. Okay. She's clearly learning. You guys are judgy as fuck. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, we have this little back and forth between Gary and Kate. You look great, Kate. How about a date, Kate? You could be my mate, Kate. You're scary, Gary. This could be our fake, Kate. There's a reason this guy died, and it's a good reason. Yes, so, and what go. is up with the 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 guys that just can't put a normal sentence together? Like, first they had Jason talking in, what, third person? Is that how? Third proper? person. Third person. And then now we got fucking Gary talking in fucking Dr. Seuss. <laughs> 
uh, the only person in the movie that could actually talk decently was uh, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> he, he fucking and held it funny, together. And, and he's the killer. But it, there was a lot of the actresses because uh, they had Denise Richards, they had Lily Voigt, and they had Marley Shelton. And, like, they had interviewed them for, like, you know, in 2018 for yeah. this Scream Factor disc. They all mentioned how this movie was, like, pre-women's movement. But it was, like, but if you go back and watch it, it's, like, you know, actually, it, it it's going right into that. Like, because, I mean, the, it kind of shows, like, I mean, and that's kind of goes on what you're saying. It shows, like, all the different types of, like, shitty men in the movie. Yeah. Like, you shitty know, men, it's, but it's almost... also shitty women. Women who get men in trouble for things that they didn't actually commit. That's true. And, and they're... As much as I, I mean, we can discuss this more as a final girl, Marley's a little weird in the sense that like, she's, she's not likable at times based upon some of the stuff she does. Mm -hmm. And she, uh, and like her boyfriend, like is trying to get back. I mean, now she, I'll give her this, I'll give her credit. She does change what she said, but she is at a bar with her boyfriend who's yeah. trying to stop drinking. Yes. And she orders a drink right in front of him, which like, what the fuck are you doing? But she does at least try to yeah. be empathetic and she off and she changes to a club soda. Yes. But, um, still, it's like, if you're, if somebody you truly love was trying to quit something, don't take them to the place where yeah. that's going to tempt them. And then like <laughs> order a drink right in front of them and then be mad when they fall off the wagon. Cause that's like, I hear that's <laughs> fucking addiction is hard to kick no matter what yes. you're addicted to. I'm addicted to pizza, and that just I refuse. <laughs> Quit when I want. Um, uh, what was I going to say in reference to the women being shitty or whatever in the well, movie too? Yeah, I mean, well, did you have anything to say before I jump into it? No, go ahead. Let's just explain the situation real quick. At the beginning, we do have this this nerdy kid. Literally going and politely asking multiple women to dance. Excuse me, young ladies. Um, they're in junior high, I believe, at this point. Uh, yeah, it looks like junior high. Yeah. And he's getting rejected, but in the worst ways. In ways that, like, I think one woman said I'd rather be strangled. Or one girl. And I want to say that probably happens. It's each of the victims in the film. I want to say it was Paige that said that. Yeah. Like, as a, a younger Paige said that. Yeah. Um, but... It was hard to keep track because it did happen really fast. Uh, do you know why him and uh, and Shelly, not Shelly, but... Um, Dorothy. Is it Dorothy? Um, yeah. Sh his yeah, girlfriend. She was the, the, uh, no, wait a minute. No, you're talking about Kate. Kate. It, do, do you know how they ended up together? Why he's, he's not killing her? Did you understand what happened at the beginning of the film that led to him having more empathy for her? No, I didn't catch that because it was way too quick, and I didn't go back and rewatch that scene. Going to spoil it for everyone right now. She was the only one that didn't say no to him and said maybe later. Oh, yes, she did. That That is right. She said maybe later, and she kind of gave him a half smile. I remember yes. that now. And then they did have a dance at the very end of the movie. Well, not very, very end of the movie, but really close to the end of the movie. He's like, please dance with me. And, and she did. She danced with him. So she made good on her promise. Yes. And she, and that, that is to her credit why she's the final girl, because she, I mean, she wasn't like the rest of her friends and was complete dirtbag to, to him like they were. Yeah. So, um, anyways, as he's going through, and we've kind of already said, these girls are just horrifically rejecting him. And then the last one, which is Donna, right? Dorothy. Dorothy, excuse me. 
she she's the fat girl. She ends up making out with him underneath the bleachers, gets caught, and then accuses him of basically sexually assaulting her. Um, because she was kind of led, she was embarrassed, and, and she was kind of led on by the bullies that were getting ready to kick his ass, who, they do that, but they don't just kick his ass, they strip him down and make him run naked through the prom after they had porn, porn, poured, what, red Kool-Aid or whatever on him? Yeah, it looks like punch. Punch yeah. of some sorts, whatever, which, COVID, that wouldn't be a thing now. <laughs> But anyways, so he was like, he was embarrassed, he was beaten, and he was accused of something he did not do and had to hold on to that stigma forever. And, yeah, because it, that was thing something that took me forever to figure out because every girl in that group kept labeling Adam as a, uh, you know, the later versions, you know, years on, kept labeling him as like this uh, pervert. And I'm just like, he only asked you out. And I was like, oh, Dorothy was the one that told everybody that lie. You know, yeah. it eventually dawned on me. She got him labeled as like a sexual deviant. So like it ruined his life, you know, altogether. Yes. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so I do like how this film, yes, you're right. Going back to what you had originally brought up is how it shows every type of male asshole, but it does show a very specific type of female asshole that can ruin somebody's life. Literally, she ruined his life and turned him kind of turned him he was probably already somewhat crazy he went through a lot but yeah you have to have something kind of missing uh you know to turn into a murderer over that he you could seek justice in a different kind of way you know yeah it it almost it's kind of funny too going back and then you know viewing it from the lens of believe all women when we went through that phase oh it's yeah kind of now like on the outs i mean it's not completely out there yeah. but the, it, it had its moment now it's gone um but it's funny because like this guy whole guy's life was ruined over the lies of a woman and like you know then, then you know and even like then we we knew that and then we went through this phase it's like believe all women it's like are you, you insane like i mean they lie too like yeah i mean, I mean could you imagine a campaign believe him <laughs> yeah would we have believed and it, well, he wasn't adam obviously what was his his real name uh jeremy, jeremy. Yeah. yeah could you imagine if jeremy had come out with a believe him campaign of hey i was wrongfully accused which he was yes. and nobody and nobody would believe him because well i don't know if he came out as david boreana's you know look later in the future because obviously i think more women would probably want to hear his story but if it was actually the nerdy jeremy version of him that was like, hey, believe me. Like, they'd be like, no, fuck you. You're ugly and you're weird looking and you probably did do it. I was getting ready to say there's a double standard there, yes. whether you want to admit it or not. It's, I mean, the, there's a meme out there that perfectly symbolizes this where, like, this woman's in a cubicle, you know, like in an office, and this guy walks up and he's overweight. He's got glasses. He looks kind of dorky. And he's like, hey, you look nice today. And she's like, get away from me, creep. And then, like, this other guy walks up and he's like, you know, strapping, handsome, got, you know, like the, the you know the bold chin and everything and yeah. like, he's like it's like you look fine to fuck and she's like oh so sweet like i mean that that literally is a double yeah. standard oh 100 I mean, admit it or not yes <laughs> so and you know i guess as humans i don't even have to say as women as humans i we kind of have the right to do that but you know i don't know like you don't have to be a bitch or a dick about it sometimes you know <laughs> yeah uh, the only other thing I was going to wrap up on the quotes is the the very first, uh, the one that, the, I mean, I agree with you, the design on these Valentine's cards, especially the Ugh. first one given to Shelly, are amazing. I in, Googled in the them. I can't sense. find any. 
Uh, I sent you that one in the in the yes. chat or whatever. It was like a gif of it. But yeah. uh, it's hers, Shelley's was the journey of love is an arduous trek. My love grows for you as you bleed from your neck. <laughs> Dude, those were amazing Valentines. I was like, oh, who did this? Who are you? Yeah, they got like a little pull tab and like, you know, yeah. like her, and then like it shows her neck bleeding as her like, you know, like uh, top is like pulled down or whatever. And like it and the knife swings up from the killer that's behind her. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I loved it. That was like de- every time I saw a new card, I was like, fuck, yeah, here it goes. <laughs> Um, getting in the discussion of the movie because we've already kind of started it, the visuals of it. I mean, those cards, like that art department was on point. Um, Whoever created those, I love you. <laughs> be mine. Um, I feel like the kills uh, had the potential to be like super awesome. And I and I did like the some of them as far, I mean, they, they had the, like we discussed before, they had that punch to them, like, you know, especially like Ruthie on the glass, you know. Yes. Um, but the problem is, you know, and I hate saying this because it sounds like I'm being, you know, like the opposite of what I said with Terrifier 2. But sometimes you need to show something. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, having all the kills off screen or having them fairly bloodless, uh, it's a little it's a little too anemic. You need you need a little bit more, you know, to them or whatever. And yeah. there was the only one that really they, they showed uh, Campbell. They they showed his dead body in the scene where Ruthie is crawling underneath like the sauna or whatever it is. I thought behind. she was going to get saunaed to death. I was pretty stoked. I, um, I thought so. But that's then, what was going to happen to her. Yeah, but then something better happened. So you know. Yeah, and then they set that up perfectly because when it shattered and you saw the two points You're of like, glass, it's yes. like, oh shit! Her do it! Been. Do it! Do it! <laughs> You're all rooting uh, him on. Yeah, they did show Denise Richards like dead body. So they did yes. and then all the blood and that. So that did pay off on that particular case. Um I wish they would have showed that one guy that was uh that that uh I think I've got it on here, um, that hit on page or whatever. Uh let's see, Brian. Yeah, yeah. The, the weirdo, the demon looking guy. He it, we needed a scene where it showed his mutilated body because he was already tied up. There's no reason why Adam <gasps> wouldn't have killed him. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh my God. I missed opportunities. <laughs> um what did what did you think about the visuals? I mean, other than what I've already said. Um in well, in terms of other movies we will be reviewing, um, at least most things looked what you did see was clean and not overly done, but it was a little underly done, like like you had just mentioned. Um, I am glad we got to see um Lily getting shot and then falling into the trash bin. So it wasn't mm-hmm. super bloody, but it was effective. Um, and there was a punch to those arrow shots too. That was nice. Yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't, it wasn't like she just got hit. I mean, like she got her body shook from like each one of them hitting. Yeah. Might, might not be realistic, but I feel like with the amount of force and how close he was, there would, that kind of fits. Yeah. At least mentally it does. Um, Trying to think. What about uh, the killer's look? I didn't mention that. What do you oh, think about like the actual outfit? I thought it was pretty cool. The only thing is it's funny is that my son has a best friend that apparently has a very cheruby looking face. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, that looks like his bestie. And I was like, oh, dear God. Like every time now I'm imagining this kid coming and murdering everyone, you know. <laughs> but uh, the- I thought it was it was cool. I mean, it, it really went with the movie. I mean, with the Valentine's cards and then you got Cupid's little creepy face. I, I dug it. 
um, the one thing I'll say about that is there's one scene and that's Lily's scene. Like when she first gets hit by the arrow where like she looks up and she sees the killer and like, there's something about the way they frame that scene that if you watch it and it's pr- probably cause the coat slims the body in a weird way, yeah. but like, cause it's pure, cause it's all black, but the head looks like a size too small for the yes. body that it's attached to. It does. And then whenever, and then whenever the next scene, whenever it actually shows him drawing the bow back for the second shot, it, it looks good. Like, I mean, it's proportional again, but like that one scene, it's just a little too small. It's like a, you know, a baby doll head put on like a person's body or something, you know? Yeah. Uh, Question. <laughs> do we know, did David Boreanaz actually film the scenes where he's the killer, like in the mask? I didn't see that. I can tell you for sure that in the movies we'll be discussing for My Bloody Valentine, neither one of the actors filmed any of the scenes, you know, as, as far as the killer. Uh, they had somebody, they had a stuntman, but this one I did not see, like, the, the cherub or whatever mentioned. So, I mean, like, I, I don't know. I didn't, I mean, maybe, I would imagine a stunt person did most of that work. It, like, did, I mean, it did not look I like his body type. Name. Yeah, it didn't look like his body type at all. Uh, yeah, it was a it was a little too slim yeah. for what he looked like. Yeah, it did. So I guess, but I guess that kind of works because there is a twist in the film. But to be fair, that if it, if it wasn't him, if it really was the twist, and I, I guess we could just get into it. The twist was at some point it made Donna look like she. Excuse Dorothy, Dorothy, Donna. What's Dorothy. Her Dorothy. Uh, it lo- made it look like she I always think was... of the Wizard of Oz whenever I think of her character. Oh, my God, That's yeah. why I remember it. <laughs> Looks like it, it made it look like she was the killer. And but if that were if they were if that's what they were trying to go for, then we could argue that whoever did the death scenes looked too tall to be her. Yes. Way too tall. Yeah, because, I mean, you're talking about somebody who's about the same height or a little bit shorter than the, her group of friends, but every time that the killer is shown in relation to one of the, the women, granted, they're in different angles and everything, like they're ones, they're either laying down or whatever, which I guess is to the benefit of the movie that they didn't directly show them, like, sneaking up behind, but it, they proportionally it looks too big. Yeah. You know. Which is funny because, okay, so David Boreanaz, he's 6'1", so this character definitely was at minimum the height or could have played the height. You never know in Hollywood because everyone's so fucking short in Hollywood. Yeah, like Tom Cruise is like five foot three. I feel like, no, or he's something five stupid. Seven. Five six or five seven. He's probably five six, but he says he's five seven. Yeah, so. well, he yeah, he's probably five six. Um, but yeah, David Boreanaz is actually he's he's six one, but he has this way that he moves in every role he's ever played. When he's walking, he's like a fucking sloth. It's almost I was like getting he, ready to say it's very laid back. It's it's like yeah. his arms are swinging. Like yeah. I mean, he's he's very late. I mean, it, there's nothing uptight about how he walks. It's like yeah. very you know like laid back. He he's got to. He, it's almost like he's got to get the gears moving to get himself moving. He's got to get himself in motion, and it looks like it takes a lot of effort, which is funny. That's just how he is. But the killer. And I know it's not supposed to look like them and we're trying to throw in twists, but it just didn't portray that at all. And I can't bring up the slim part enough. He's just, David Boreanaz is just, he's not a thick, wide and overly muscular man, but he is just wide. He's in a square. 
yeah, I have a body type kind of similar to him as far as like a bigger boxier chest. And yeah. I, yeah, it's, it's one of those. So yeah. Anyways, I, that's what I had to say in terms of trying to compare because I felt like this entire time I knew that David Boreanaz was the killer. I didn't know that for a fact. I just thought I knew based on what you had seen. And I don't know, you can kind of put two and two together. Uh, spoiler alert, he is. But then when I saw that twist where Dorothy was potentially the killer, I actually legit, legitimately believed that. Well, it's it's funny because I, I'd done the notes before I actually watched the movie, so I kind of knew that there was something weird there. I officially labeled David Boreanaz as a slasher before I ever knew that he was mm-hmm. just because they said you take somebody who's semi-famous at the time I mean, considering his proximity to everybody involved in the movie, you know, the fact that he's got all this, you know, drama going on with his own self, why is he a drinker, blah, blah, blah. And then the fact that I just got through watching My Bloody Valentine 2009 and knowing the twist in that movie about who the killer is, I'm like, it's David, it's David Boreanaz. And then whenever Dorothy, whenever there's that scene there and Adam runs up and he actually saves, uh, my wife looked at me and she's like, the killer's Dorothy. And I was I didn't say anything because I'd read something about Dorothy might be. And then whenever they pulled off, I'm like, you're, you're kind of right. But then like um, the end of the movie when I'm sitting there, I'm like, uh, it, cause it panned down and it showed Marley's face or whatever. And yeah. then like, uh, or Kate. Uh, and then like, I was like, there's going to be blood dripping yes. on her face. And I was like, and I was like, yes, it's like, he is the killer. <laughs> but okay. Like we need some explanations. Cause I could like, did he force her into that costume? Did she find well, it? Was she watch, partially a killer? If you watch the scene, she doesn't necessarily jump out at Kate in that scene. Like she falls into Kate and they both come tumbling down the stairs. It, I, I, from what I can tell, the way they frame that scene, uh-huh. he threw her. He addressed her in that suit. He threw her into Kate, knocked them both down the steps, and then he came rushing in like the hero and unleashed, you know. And, and here's the thing. Did he shoot her with a gun that Kate previously had that got knocked out of Kate's hand? That's I think that's what they implied in the movie, right? That because Kate lost the gun up yeah, on the top of the stairs, maybe. and then he shot her. Can we talk about something real quick that makes it harder to to dis? Okay, I can't word, but I just have to throw it out there. So we know that. Dorothy, the actress that plays her, is five foot five. Yes. Well, Marley Shelton, who plays Kate, is five seven. <laughs> She's taller than her. But yeah. the character that grabbed her was clearly taller than her. Oh, yeah. But it's supposed to movie, be Kate. Yes. No, 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 no. When he grabs it grabs her. When Mar when when Dorothy allegedly grabs her, stumbles into her, as you said, and they fall down oh, okay, the stairs. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Okay. Definitely taller than her by a lot. I don't know because the way that I saw that scene, like they were falling forward. So it's like, yeah. they, it, you know, I don't know if it was like, I mean, well, not falling forward. It looked like they jumped, but whatever. I mean, that the way that it was framed, it yeah. looked like falling to me. It was like the, the angle that they were coming at, you couldn't really tell a height. Now, there was a scene earlier in the movie where, but no, she'd been fighting with Adam. That's right. So they didn't show like her in relationship, uh, her in relation to the actual killer because when she she kept she was she kicked Adam in the nuts, and then whenever he came up and he was trying to you know like 
uh, he came around, she she hit him again, and so you only saw her in relation to Adam and not necessarily the killer at that point, yeah. I think, if I remember right. So, I mean, it, it's kind of hard to explain. Not entirely. Like I like I said, it, she he pulled off that mask, and I was like, oh, shit, it, it was her, because it makes sense. She was the one that caused all the drama when she was younger. Uh, she all like she was obsessed with being in love and it was not happening. She's upset about being the fat girl, you know, of the friend, the ugly friend, if you will. Yeah. She kept bringing up the fact that, um, they were all going to have dates for the uh, event and she wasn't uh, because they, they kept trying because they got her boyfriend arrested or whatever. Yeah. Uh, who was clearly trying to steal her trust fund at that oh, point. Yeah. Ruth even mentions it. She's like, he's after your trust fund. Trust me. Yeah, you know, trust like, me. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, so, um, yeah, I don't know. I thought I, I liked the twist, you know? Yeah, and I liked how they framed that last scene. That, that, I love yeah. that. I was like, if the blood drips on her cheek, you've got a good ending. And I was like, yes, they did it. And they and they could totally explain it away, like, oh, well, he just got into a fight, and it's been a rough night. He was stressed, you know. It wouldn't be like, yeah, that killer, because nobody saw the killer have a bloody nose in every scene. And that, I don't even know that they saw it at the prom or the dance. No, the only pe- the only people who ever saw the the nosebleed died shortly after they oh, saw yeah. the nosebleed, or died, and then it started bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and I don't know that they saw it. You like you said, I don't know that they saw it at the event because or that the problem, the little dance they had, because that happened right whenever Dorothy accused him yeah. of being the, the pervert. And like it happened under the bleachers and then the boys, by the time they drug him out there, he was already like, you know, bloody from like them kicking him and everything else. So it was just mingled in. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um, do we have anything else to discuss before we get into like death holler awards or anything? Uh, we'll cover some trivia first, but I just want, what do you think about the story? I mean, you know, as far as that goes, like, I, I feel like it's a decent setup for a, for a slasher. I mean, I you know, was, you got the, yeah, I thought it was a good setup, a bit, a majorly good setup because it gives you empathy for the killer. It, it get, makes it almost justified what she did, what they did to him in the beginning was so fucked up. And they also, the way that they framed how the women were, I mean, outside of Kate, I mean, like she's, that's one, that's one thing I wanted to mention about Kate, like as a final girl, it's, it's odd. Like there's times where like, she's, she's got some of the best qualities. I mean, she, she fights back, you know, she's, you know, and, and she's, you know, she tries to take care of Adam, you know, in, in certain ways. But then again, we also talked about how shitty it was that she took him to a bar. So there's that flaw in her character. But the one scene, I'm just like, you know, it almost got my like dumbest, you know, scene, even though it was not about kills. Her her water's out. She's still got shampoo in her hair. You've got the oh. tank of a toilet that you could have got water out of. The tank. Yes. She gets it out of the bowl. She's like, a girl. She, she's a girl. She doesn't like most most women would not. They don't know how the mechanics of a toilet works. So, yes, you are 100% right. But, like, you have to be the type of girl, like, for instance, our girl Daphne. I think she would know that. Oh, she would, yeah. She yeah. is a seasoned woman, okay? She is not a lady. She is a woman. There is a huge difference between a lady and a woman, okay? And 
and and Marley, I guess, like uh, in, in her interview, kind of hinted at that character a little bit. She said that, that she was at the same point in her life as the character. So going back, it's almost like time capsule. She's just out of being like a, a you know a, a girl trying to transition in the to womanhood, yeah. you know, or whatever. So I guess that makes sense. She's a little naive, doesn't know really how yeah. you know any of that stuff works. That's but. so funny. <laughs> I didn't even think about that, but like. I don't know. I'd also be like calling into work like, guys, I am so sorry. I have shampoo in my hair. <laughs> this is not happening today. This is not the business. Um, but as far as the story goes, like I, I, the the other actresses in the movie were just scummy enough that you were kind of rooting for the killer. At times. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, even Catherine Heigl, even though she wasn't in the movie that long, like her interaction with Jason, there was part of it was justified, but then she was a little overly like snippy about it. Like, yeah. You know, um, she was even writing like, help me, like, you know, randomly yeah. in her like plate. Um, <laughs> Which was funny. Um, I thought it was kind of, uh, I thought it was kind of, she had the audacity to get upset when he started splitting the bill. At that point, I would have willingly been like, no, here, I'm paying my portion. Like take my money because I am not giving you a blowy tonight. It's like it's not happening. Yeah, if yeah, that's the thing. It, it, I mean, it kind of it, it, that brings up a whole other dynamic between men and women. It's like clearly she was not thrilled with the day, didn't want to have anything to do with him, but yet she still expected to yeah. to have. She was just like dinner comp. I know what you're doing. Like looking at him, like okay, I get it. You're making me pay my portion. It's like it wasn't going well. Like any first date like that, maybe come prepared. I'm also a seasoned woman, so it's a little different now. I would know better. I guess that at that young age, you kind of just expect. Look, at we got a lot of free meals in our 20s, okay? Uh, two more things before we get into trivia. The acting. The, I mean, I feel like it was decent for the most part. I can't really think of any any subpar acting in the movie. Scary Gary was kind of weird, but he wasn't in the movie long enough for it to matter. Yeah. Um, the con man was kind of like uh, a non-person, but I mean, you know, I feel like Boreanaz, uh, Marley Shelton, uh, Denise Richards, they, you know, in uh, you know, Capshaw, who played Dorothy, they all, they all yeah. played what they needed to play in the movie. I'll tell you who I didn't like. I did not like Lily's character. Yeah, Lily was she kind was... of a weird one, and, and and she admitted like in her interview that like she it only had like one or two movies, like Urban Legends Final Cut, and like one other movie before this. I don't feel like she really brought a whole lot to the movie Mm-mm. for what she was in, you her, know, what time she was in it. Yeah, I mean, she really did have her best acting falling into the trash can because that's what her, the character whole storyline belonged in the trash. Well, just as I suspected, trash. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, literally, that was the best that, thing. like, well, going back to it, like her her big scene in the movie, other than the falling into the trash, her eating the candy that had the maggots in it. Yeah. Like, um, I don't feel like she reacted appropriately to that scene. Like, I mean, a little bit of poo, 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 like, you know, like I would have been like, like, like gagging or something. Yeah. Like if that would have happened to me, like, I feel like she didn't go far enough with that one. Just like a dick slapping on the thigh, you would have heard vomit hitting the floor. 